Welcome to the Red Rain Podcast. Here is your host from SB Nation's Revenge of the Birds, Walter Mitchell. Thank you, Kyle Ledbetter, a.k.a. Little Rock from Slam Diego. Really happy to be joined here today um, by a, my cousin from Boston, Paul Bucher, who is, uh, is I defer to, to anything that has to do with fantasy football or um, betting the games. He has an uncanny knack, but he but it's all through preparation. He's a meticulous preparer in determining his picks. And you, as you will see, he is wicked smart, as we say in this, this uh, neck of the woods. Um, and uh, it's my, my good pal, Trish, um, Paul's mom, occasionally tells me, yeah, Paul won 500 today. Um, I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, that's happened. I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard something like that or some figure. And uh, but uh, welcome, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is fun. Uh, first of all, I wanted to ask you, what's going on with your Patriots? Um, I don't know. I, I, I like to. Well, I'm glad they got rid of Cam Newton, to be honest with you. I'm glad they just decided to go with uh, Mac Jones as a starter right off the rip. Um, I I see him as, as I'm obviously not going to compare him to Tom Brady, but I see him in that type of mold, that, uh, you know, that accurate passer, that, you know, game manager type. Um, I really like him this year. Um, to, ju- to just manage the games well. I mean, they have a great running game. I think Damian Harris is going to have a big year this year uh, right. behind a behind a really good offensive line. Right. And uh, I, I just like uh, Mac to to manage games and, and, and to do all right. I actually uh, I like him to win a few games this year. Outstanding. Um, I think Belichick is also counting on um, a, a potentially juggernaut defense. The, wow. The, the defense is is really impressive their, their front seven is, is uh is going to win them a lot of games this year um you know yeah, and they might have the best secondary in football yeah i like this secondary yes yep. uh, man, i know uh they're gonna be missing uh gilmore for the beginning part of the year but uh jc jackson um is is a star in the making i believe yes yep and uh wow it's gonna be exciting what do you, um, you know, I know you keep tabs on the Cardinals because you have, I am the proud recipient of an, a rookie card of Larry, Larry Wilson. Yes. Which you, you delivered personally, <laughs> um, which is in my den in a sort of shrine spot. Um, you've also given me uh, tops cards on Chandler Jones, Kurt Warner. Larry Fitzgerald, I have about six from you from about for Larry. Um, so, what's your f- sense about the Cardinals this year? Um, I, I I like the Cardinals this year. I think uh, Kyler ha- uh, might have the best receiving core he's had in his uh, his young career. Um, right. If AJ Green can stay, it's somewhat healthy. I, I think they they could surprise a lot of people and, and maybe have the a top five receiving core in the league this year. Outstanding. I'm happy to hear you say that. And uh, coming from you, it means a lot because I know you do your homework. Um, so what What I wanted for today, we had Kyle Odegaard, a former um, writer um, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who's now switched over into the betting field, the odds field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was a, an extremely popular uh, Red Rain podcast we had. In fact, it's got had more downloads than any anyone we've had so far. And uh, with uh, the news that came out yesterday, there was a poll that forty five point six million Americans intend to bet on football this year in some form or fashion. Whoa! And now that it's legal, 
and even the Cardinals have, have uh, you know, are supporting Bet MGM uh, on their from their standpoint, and uh, with all these legal betting venues now. I wanted to bring Paul in because, first of all, I don't know a lot about fantasy football. Um, the only fantasy football I do is thinking about the Cardinals winning a Super Bowl, and that would be a dream come true. But I wanted to get Paul's expertise on this. Um, Paul, which venues do you tap into for fantasy, and can you give us some tips as to how you go about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm mostly uh, I play on a, a site called FanDuel. Mostly, um, I do a little bit on DraftKings as well. Um, it's I start on, I mean, the games end on Sunday. I'm right back at it on on Monday. You know, accumulating my information for the, the coming week, and the people don't understand uh, how much time you have to put into it to uh, to be successful at this at, at this field. Um, you know, my first couple of years, I was a loser. I didn't, I didn't win much. My third year, I was a break even, and my fourth and fifth years, I started making some, some decent money. And last year, it was my best year. My sixth year playing um, was my best year, um, and I hope to do uh, even better this year. My seventh year. Outstanding. Um, so, are there any fancy tips for, uh, for Cardinal fans that you that come to mind? Um, I do have my uh, my three fantasy tips of the week, if you want to hear them. Yes. Well, all right. My uh, number one tip of the week will be I absolutely love quarterback Josh Allen and pairing him with his top receiver, wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. I love them to go crazy in a 49-point uh, over-under. Uh, Seeing Diggs with a salary below 8000 on both of the major sites comes as both a shock and a surprise to me. Um, mm -hmm. But you, you need to be a little bit careful with Diggs as he will be – he is projected to be among the most owned receivers on the main slate. So temper your expectations you know, your, your, your expectations with him, but I do expect them together to have a big game. Yeah. What a tandem. Yes, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they are back. They are and in your in your division, um, and I think the prohibitive favorite. Although I think Bill Belichick wants to have a say in that, as the, does Brian Flores, um, and perhaps even Robert Saleh with the Jets. Um, they're an interesting group but i don't know if they're ready to win just yet but uh, well thank you for that um now just as a as a segue into your week one picks um i want to do a fun thing with you i i got an email from my my friend jimmy shapiro who um yesterday who's uh from um posts the bet online odds for the NFL um, and does a tremendous job. He's in the, in the stuff media group. Um, and uh, he sent some really interesting uh, um, odds yesterday that these are the kind of things you can bet on now. So I thought I'd just throw them at Paul. You know, he hasn't seen these yet, but we're going to have him do a gut instinct on these over-unders that Jimmy sent from Bet Online yesterday, okay? So first one, most passing yards by any QB 2021-22 to 22 NFL regular season. The over-under is 5,250 yards and a half. Over or under, Paul? Under. Yeah, I, I would have said that too. Second one, most interceptions by any QB this year in the NFL regular season over under is at 18 and a half. Over. Aha. Uh -huh. Jameis Winston. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man, that would be bizarre. Oh, wow. Um, I'm so sick of the Saints winning, so I'd, I'd be all over that. 
most passing yards by any quarterback in one game in the regular season, over under 512.5. See, that's a ton of yards. It could happen once during the season, but I, I have to go under. Yep. Okay. Most receiving yards by any player in the NFL regular season. Uh, hello, DeAndre Hopkins. 1,750 and a half. See, that again, that's a, t- that's a ton of yards. Um, you need to stay healthy the whole year, and, and I don't go under. Yep. Most receptions by any player, over under 126 and a half. Uh, under. Uh, you'd be talking about coming in and closing in on, uh, you know, the, some of the top seasons of all time there. Right. I think this whole extra game thing is is what's making this Which, even more tantalizing. I agree. I agree. I expect a lot of players to. I expect them to. Uh, a lot of teams to hold back their players a little bit too, and and to you know not play them full games for the whole season. And you know it's it's going to be a, a different season this year. Yes. Most receiving TDs over under fifteen and a half. Again, I'm going to go under. It's a it's a ton. Someone could do it. Two two guys could do it, but it, things have to have to go right for it to happen. Yeah, which two guys do you think? Uh, you you just said one of them. DeAndre. Yes. Yep. And the other uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, Mahomes is just a genius. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Most receiving yards. Uh, by any player, um, NFL. Now this doesn't make sense to me. Oh, in a single game, by a by a player, two hundred and thirty and a half. Um, I'm gonna go over. I think someone's gonna someone could very easily have that that one big outlier game this year. You know. Sure. Yep. Um. Longest reception by any player in one game, 94 and a half yards. Just got to play the odds and go under there. Yes. Most rushing yards by any player, 1,675 and a half. I'm going to go over with the extra game this year with running ball. Okay. Yes. Who's your who's your likely suspect? Dalvin Cook. Wow, yeah, if he can stay healthy. Yes. Wow. Yep. Good call on that one. Um most rushing TDs over under 16. Well, that's a tough that's a good prop bet right there. I'm going to go uh, I'll stay uh, I'll say over as well and uh and, and say uh, Cook has a chance at that as well. Sure. Most rushing yards by any player in a single game, 225 and a half. Over. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, longest run by any player in a, in a game, 92 and a half. Play the odds and go under that again. Right. Most sacks by any player, 18 and a half. With the extra game this year, I think there's a couple yeah. guys that could go over. Yes. Yep. I th- one, place, I, I, one place for a certain team in Arizona. Yeah. Chandler Jones. <laughs> there you go. If he's back and off the synthetic marijuana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's when the rear view mirror for him, thank goodness. Right. Okay, most interceptions. Now, this was a curious one, I thought. Seven and a half. Really? That's an over. Yeah, I think Jackson, your boy Jackson could. Yeah, he had, uh, what, nine flips. last year? Yeah, nine or ten last year, right? Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, longest field goal, 62. Got to go under that. Okay. Cardinals have a guy in Matt Prater they just signed from the Lions who has yes. 
has he's the got a leg. leg to do yes. He's got, yeah, we're pretty the, excited about that. The, the Patriots rookie kicker, uh, Nordine, has a yeah. leg, and a, leg and a half. Not very right. accurate, but he can kick it a mile. Yes, I was impressed in the preseason. Um, was worried about him when he missed those, uh, what was it, game two or whatever. He had some glitches there, but uh, yeah. I think it's great. The Patriots kept him and, um, you know, another exciting addition to their team. Uh, I, I just love it when you go with young guys who could really be a, a bargain. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yep. And the Patriots seem to know what they're doing with young kickers. Um, they have a history of that, like they did with Goskowski. Yep, absolutely. If they, if they go from Goskowski to to Nordine, and you know, over the last over well past a decade. Um, wow, that's awesome. So, okay, now let's shift over to your week one picks. I asked you to give us three that you think stand out um, versus the spread. Yep. Hit it. First one I love is San Francisco minus seven and a half at Detroit. Um, right. I love the Niners to cover the spread. Um, they only won one more game than the Lions last year. But uh, judging by the two teams' uh, different offseason moves, I think they are, they're indicating they go. They you know their worlds apart right now. Um, Detroit is in rebuild rebuild mode yet again. Uh, you know after allowing the third most points in in league history last season. So uh, I expect San Francisco to uh, be able to move the ball all day long. And uh, New Lions quarterback Jared Goff is also 0-4 against San Fran since 2019. So uh, I like San Francisco to cover quite easily. Right. Yeah, that's interesting to me, the whole – hey, did the Lions sign a kicker or are they just going to try to sure. go for it? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, they they could be – this center, I don't know. You know, this long snapper. Had, you know, only Dan Campbell would cut both kickers. Right, right. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was just so right. awesome. Yeah. So we'll see what what happens there. Um, so yeah. update: uh, It appears that the Detroit Lions signed former Bengals kicker Austin Seibert to be their uh, starter week one. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Kyle, do you do you do fantasy football? Yeah, I, I definitely dabble in the season long ones. I've uh, I've got a bunch of friends that like daily fantasy sports, so I I know some of the science behind that too. And obviously, yep. I've uh, I, I don't personally put money on gambling, but we make picks every week. So obviously, there's I, I like to just get above five hundred on the season. And last year, we finished one game below five hundred, and that last game of the year was brutal to just hope that I could get over five hundred. So. Yeah, I dabble in it a little bit. All right. So after Paul gives us his other two top picks, I'd love to hear one of yours for this week, um, Kyle. So we're going we're gonna to come back to you on one, and I'm sure you'll have an amazing explanation. All right, Paul, pick number two. Uh, pick number two will be uh, Carolina, minus five at home against the Jets. Um, I like the Panthers to cover as the home favorites here. Christian McCaffrey back healthy. Um, you know, I think they're banking on Sam Donald being an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, I like him at home to cover against a, a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Wilson, boy, he impressed in preseason. I was like, whoa. Yes. Uh, and I think the Jets are the most, I think, unknown team right now because I think Robert Soleil um, is probably going to be a very good head coach. I agree. Whether that's sooner or later. Um, and with Wilson at quarterback, they he I thought he looked unflappable in the preseason. I was really surprised. He didn't look like a rookie at all. Um, and uh, boy, the kick kick can sling it and he can move you know he runs around and make plays so mm -hmm. but yeah i i like that pick too in carolina i think that the panthers are can be sneaky good uh i love their defense with brian burns on the edge yes um love jeremy chin the uh hybrid linebacker safety um cover guy um they've got some pieces um and um 
and their offense is loaded. I mean, the question is whether uh, Kyle's boy, Sam Darnold, um, can hold up, uh, you know, but he's he's got the best set of weapons and he's reunited with Robbie Anderson. You know, they've got, um, they're loaded. So, um, and it's be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. So what's your third one? And my third pick will be, uh, I like Green Bay, minus three against New Orleans. Uh, the game will be in Jacksonville. Um, right. You know, with the Saints being displaced by Ida. Um, how can you not love Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams against, this, you know, a suspect defense? Um, you know, the the Saints being, you know, displaced right now is is going to be mentally tough on them as well. And uh, that Green Bay defense going against the turnover machine known as Jameis Winston. Um, I'll take Green Bay with a minus three all day long in that game. Good call. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Very interesting game. And maybe Jameis throws the first three of those interceptions yeah. that you're picking. <laughs> There's a, uh, the prop bet on that, I'm sure, is pretty low. So <laughs> I like uh, I like that to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Well, maybe the Taysom Hill show sooner than later. Although, but, but I mean, he looked terrible in the preseason. I mean, that's why Jameis has the job, I think. But uh, uh, God, it's awful down there. I think they're gonna miss. Yeah, well, they're gonna miss Drew uh, big time. Yeah, uh, you would think. Although Sean Payton seems to get it done no matter what. Um, uh, he's Pretty dang good calling yeah. plays and sit, might you know. might take some time, but uh, you're right. He'll get it done eventually. Yeah, um, I'm fascinated with that situation because if he can get a great season out of Winston, look out. I mean, they just keep rolling. Um, he's going mean, he, to throw for a ton of yards. I mean, he's going to throw for over 4,500 yards, in my opinion. But uh, he's just he turns the ball over too much. Yeah, you know. Yep, he does. Uh, that's that's the that's been the wrap on him. And all right, so I'm just going to do a round robin with you right here now, just your gut instinct. Right. Dallas, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, um, getting uh, has uh, Dallas getting seven point five. Love Tampa Bay. I think they're right. going to beat them and, and beat them badly. Yes. Uh, Seattle um, getting three points at Indian- Indianapolis. See, uh, I, Seattle plays terrible football early in the season. Yeah. Um, I do honestly like Indianapolis at home. Gotcha. Uh, do you think uh, um, the quarterback will play once? I think he will. Yes, um, you know who, their other option is Jacob Eason. Um, they better hope once, please. Jacksonville get um, getting three points on the road at Texans. Uh, Jacksonville um, young quarterback number one pick in the league, Lawrence, but uh, first team in the league this year. Um, right. I like I like Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, Eagles at Atlanta. Um, Eagles getting four points. Too many points, Eagles. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I'm really fascinated with that Atlanta team with with uh, um, Arthur Smith as head coach. Uh, I think he's a brilliant play caller. Um, I've always loved Matt Ryan. I'm still amazed that. He doesn't get the kind of credit he deserves. He's the only quarterback in the NFL over the last 10 years to throw for 4,000 yards every season. Right. Which is pretty amazing. Um, Julio. Yeah. And, well, Pitts will take Julio's Great tight end. presence. Yeah. Um, and they got Ridley. So, we'll, we'll see. But um, I like your call on that. Um, the Chargers... Uh, okay, the Redskins getting one point five at home versus the Chargers. Got to like the Chargers there. Okay, 
I really do. I, I mean, that I, I think I'll be in the minority there, to be honest with you. That def- Washington, great defense. Right. Um, Austin Eckler, great running back. I just like uh, I like the Chargers there. Okay. All right. That's f- fascinating. Um, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Um, Pittsburgh getting six and a half. Love Buffalo. Love right, that's love. Right. Yeah, that's my fantasy play tandem of the week with uh, Allen right. and Dig. By the way, do you have any Cardinals on your fantasy team this week? Uh, I do not. Okay, not, not this week. All right, we'll forgive you for that. That's all right. I appreciate I've heard that. of a, a, other ones that have come through for you in the past. So I'm yes, I'm, they have. I won a lot of money with uh with some last year. So yes, I recall. All right, uh, so you already picked the, the 49ers uh, covering the spread against Detroit. Uh, the Vikings um, on the road at Cincinnati with Cincinnati getting three and a half. I like Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. Dalvin Cook did a big game. Right. Although my hunch tells me in this game, Joe Burrow's going to be. Have a big day. I don't know why. Um, I'd like to see how he comes out and plays coming back from that that, uh, bad knee injury. You know, if he's going to be timid or whatever. But, you know. Right. Right. Be interesting to see. And Jamar Chase had the case of the drops in the preseason. But. Yep. When the game lights are on, I don't think that's going to be an issue uh, for some reason. And uh, I like his other receivers, too. So that's an interesting game. I think. Cincinnati's getting sneaky good uh, on both sides of the ball, but it may they may be still a year or two away. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, say that. Yeah, and you got the Panthers handling the spread over the Jets. Mm-hmm. Arizona um, getting three points on the road at Tennessee. It, I like a high-scoring game here. Um, I, yeah. I I do like. The Cardinals. Whoa! Woohoo! Right. Now I'm on the I'm on the red the red rain podcast, but and, uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not just saying that. But I, uh, I do I, I do uh, I like Kyler to come out and uh, have a big day. Yeah, that Tennessee secondary is uh... very young. Um, besides Janoris Jenkins, they have three sta- three guys that are making going to be starters for the first time, all 22 years old. Um, yeah, suspect in my opinion, right? Um, that's going to be fascinating. So, uh, the Browns getting um, six points on the road versus the Chiefs. Chiefs, big okay, that's fascinating to me. I mean, on like paper, big. I think the Browns are, I think they're a good team, loaded. Oh my yes. god. I think they, I think they come out and lay an egg on the road the first game of the year. Okay. I, I kind of can see that. That Chiefs crowd's going to be deafening. It's tough to win in Kansas City. It's uh, it's tough. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Miami getting three points at home versus the Pats. Uh, I like a sloppy, low-scoring game, and I like the Pats to cover. Excellent. Um, what you feeling about Brian Flores, by the way? Um, I like him. Um, I think he's definitely in the Belichick type of thinking. You know, the the, right. the mold of Bill um, being around him so long. Um, I, I I really think he relies on expatriates too much. To be honest with you, it seems like they're signing an expatriate every other day. But uh, right, I, I do. I do like him to, to have some success, um, if not this year, in, in, in the coming year or two. Well, it's amazing the Patriots, the Belichickian influence across the league now because look what's happening in Houston. True. You know, they just signed Danny Amendola to $2.5 right. million. That's I a mean, bit, uh, bit of a reach. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this, hey, this, isn't, you know. this isn't 2015 anymore, you know. So. <laughs> but, hey, when you've got the Patriots – you know, background. You're gonna get true. signed. Yeah, it's true. Yes. You've won Denver. titles. You know, people want you. Right, Broncos. Um, actually, two and a half favorites. 
over the Giants at home. Giants are at home. What do you got there? I like Denver. Um, I, I'm Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm just not a fan of. Uh, I, I don't see him keeping the job very long. To be honest with you, I think uh, there's going to be a change at quarterback in New York at some point during the season. Um, I like I like the Broncos to start with a win. Yeah. Do you think the Giants should have tried to draft Justin Fields? I do. Yeah. I think that they're going to regret it. I think a couple teams are going to regret it. Yes. Uh, okay. So you have, we already have your um, Green Bay pick over New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. Played in Jacksonville. Then the Bears, the Bears. The Bears. Um, Seven-point underdogs at the Rams. The Rams are sneaky good to me this year. Um, yep. Great offensive line, uh, a new QB. Uh, I think right. Stafford's a big upgrade there. Um, I, I like the Rams. Gotcha. And then uh, the Monday night tilt, the Ravens, uh, five-point favorites over the Raiders. The Ravens. Uh, I think the Raven, the Raiders are uh, – uh, I think they're going to be a mess this year. I really do. Uh, some people like them. I don't. Um, give, give me the the Ravens all day long. Yeah, that Raiders defense will be tested, and yes. I don't know how much improvements they made on that end. Um, so that should be fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle Little Rock. What's the Little Rock special of the week? Hey, everybody. Good to be here again, and. Uh... I, I love some of the picks that were thrown out because in my mind, I'm like, what are the ones that I disagree with? What's something new that I could bring to the table? And he picked Jacksonville. I'm like, okay, I, I think Jacksonville is a good pick this week. Pick the Chargers. I'm like, Chargers, I know it's the weird 10 o'clock West Coast thing, but I do think the Chargers will do pretty well against Washington. Um, I like the Jets, but I don't like the Jets enough to, to go out on a limb and say it. I just like that they get like six points against the spread. Right. So week one always has weird results. Like two years ago, Andy Dalton and the Bengals almost went into Seattle and won a game. And they ended up having the worst record in the league that year. Last year, Gardner Minshew completed 95% of his passes and the Jaguars <laughs> beat the Colts. So if you're looking for one of those weird ones, that's like a, a strange week one result that people aren't looking at enough. It is the Miami Dolphins offense going into New England and beating the Patriots. And I don't know what to do with the Dolphins offense this year, but if they can finally make Devontae Parker a number two wide receiver and Jalen Waddell is a true number one, kind of right out the gate, which is tough expectations to put on any rookie. But if Jalen Waddell becomes a true number one, I think you're going to see a big leap for Tua Tungavailoa problem. The, the, the thing that keeps me grounded to the traditional Patriots pick, and I'd, I'd pick the Patriots to win outright. I just think it's good value on the Dolphins. I think they're like plus 200 going into the game. Mm-hmm. I would say concerned with the Dolphins' offensive line. Offensive line is average to below average. Patriots have an improved pass rush. I'm not going to say a good pass rush, but they have a, a, a new pass rush of different players. So... I would say that's the part that concerns me is, are you going to give two a three seconds in the pocket and can the Patriots get pressure with four? That's going to end up derailing the game. But I would take Miami for value as the little rock special of the week. Take Miami and uh, take the points for sure, because it's like four points, but I would say you're taking the points just because you're getting them anyways. If you're picking that game, you're picking Miami to win outright. Yeah, um, I I, I think that. you might be underestimating the New England front seven. Um, although we haven't seen it yet in a real game. I mean, with Matthew Judon and Josh Uche on those edges now. Um, that's, and Winovich also. Yeah, well, he hardly plays now because they've got so many, you know, those yeah. two studs. Um, Van Noy coming back, can, Davin Godshow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, yep, yeah, and yeah, they're so. uh, now, b- 
why I'm intrigued with that is the history of games between the the Dolphins and and Patriots. Those can get really weird in a in a in a New York minute. Um, I harken back to two of the most recent games, or actually not one of them was the Hail Mary play to Kenyon Drake. But those games typically, that game was at Miami. But the most stunning one was in week 17, uh, in Brady's last game at Gillette. Um, or no, well, his second to last because he was in the playoffs and then lost at home. But um, but his last regular season game in Gillette. You remember that game, Paul, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that was, I mean, who was it? Fitzmagic mm-hmm. was on fire that day. I mean, the Patriots had everything to play for. They, If they win the game, they get the number two seed in a playoff bye, um, which yep. if you give Belichick two weeks, chances are the Patriots might might be, you know, might have gone again to the AFC championship and maybe even won it. Um, but, I mean, the Dolphins just dominated the Patriots on that day, and I, I can't get the the sight the vision of tom brady sulking over on the sidelines virtually the whole game um there was something wrong with him that day i don't know what it was do you remember that paul i do remember that yes um you remember miami plays the pats tough every single time it doesn't matter the games in new england in miami you know like personally i've been a pats fan my whole life um i i do like the pats this week but i'll never ever bet a Pats game ever. I'll never touch it one way or the other. That they're just they're very they're very it's just they're tough to, to, to pick. They're very tough to pick every week. Wow, and you know, you'd think with all the winning they've done that you could have rode them to for a fortune, but um, you would think so. But it's 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 very tough. It, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know they you know one week they'll blow out a team. They play. They play great against the teams they're supposed to play great against, and you know, then they they don't play up to lower teams. You know, right. So they, yeah, they've always uh, been that way. They really have. You know, even when they're winning 13, 14 games a year, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. And one of the Belichickian Ten Commandments I wrote up this week was, "Thou shalt um, honor every opponent." to the extent of um, even with winless teams saying how great their roster is. <laughs> Absolutely. He does it every uh, week. Yeah. And uh, he, no one builds up an opponent better than Bill Belichick. And I really appreciate that about him. Uh, I think that's a good way to coach. And that's, you know, but uh, it's pretty hard to, get your team ready to play against underdogs in the NFL. Um, and we're seeing that in Major League Baseball right now. I mean, prohibitive favorites are losing to, you know, like to teams that have, were out of it long ago, uh, which is fascinating to me. But uh, so I want to talk philosophically for a minute about betting. And, and I would like to uh, – share share a story why i don't bet um and i've never like you i never bet against my favorite team or bet for or against the cardinals i mean i don't even like to predict i'm sort of like belichick that way the only thing i want to predict is is that it's zero zero at kickoff um because um i just even when i do the office pool thing in March Madness. I find myself frustrated when I'm watching games and I know I want the team I pick to win. But then suddenly the other team, this great underdog, is making this incredible, having this incredible game, and I find myself rooting for them. I'm always sort of, you know, put at odds about whether I'm really liking my bet suddenly or not. And then, you know, where's my allegiance? And uh, it can take some of the the joy out of watching games, in my opinion. But, I mean, if I were going to bet on anything, I Paul would be the first one I would consult. But the reason why I don't um, 
it's interesting. My senior year at Boston College in the fall of 1976, actually 77, excuse me, um, I lived in the Big Red House at New Newton Corner, which is sort of a B.C. Um, landmark. Um, it's where you make the turn um, into Chestnut Hill and to the campus. And this is a this is a house that has quite a history and a lore to it. We, I lived with nine other B.C. students there. Um, the marathon goes, Boston Marathon goes by there every year. And um, every year we'd have a party there um, for the for the marathon. And one year, uh, Paul Newman pulled up in a stretch limo, um, you know, of Newman's own and what an amazing actor. He walks over and he says, are those light refreshments I'm seeing? We're like, yeah. He goes, can I have one of those? We're like, yeah, come on. So we gave him a red cup. <laughs> And off he went, and uh, we were chatting with him for like an hour, and his wife, Joanna Woodward, was making a marathon film in Boston. So we thought that was really cool, and hanging out with him. And Other people would show up at the house. Uh, for, for whatever reason, it was always an allure for, um, for Viet Vietnam vets who would show up at the house. We always kept the house open. And uh, we'd come down in the morning, and there'd be like three of them sleeping in the living room. Um, and... It was kind of a haven for them, and and we got to know a few of them, and it was really cool. But here's the thing: so it's my senior year, and it's the fall of my senior year, and I'm I'm working 35 hours a week on top of going to BC full time at a restaurant, making the money to pay my rent. I have, like Lee Trevino said, <laughs> the biggest pressure he ever felt was playing a $5 Nassau with $2 in his pocket. And, uh, um, I, you know, like for me to bet at that time would be absolutely insane. I mean, I had no money. I was pay putting all my waiting tips towards my rent and my food. And I had no, no money beyond that. And, um, but I had two guys in the house who, uh, were riding the Yankees through their 77 championship season with Reggie Jackson and cashing in big time to the point of by the second week of school, they were both driving new cars and they both wheeled in um, these brand new TVs. And the, then they both, both gave us a TV in the den, which was amazing. And they were just raking in the money. They just had, these insider tips or whatever. And then, so it was college football season and they had this guy who was like a, you know, the Paul Buecher of the moment. I mean, this guy would say every week, here's your best tip um, for college football. And week after week, by halftime of the games of the game that, that, that these, this guy would pick with the whole house betting hundreds of dollars on it. Um, my, my roommates would buy kegs and they knew they were going to win and have parties every Saturday night. Um, big, huge parties with people out on the lawn and, and, um, uh, it was getting insane. I mean, every week these picks were coming in and they kept saying, listen, Mitch, come on, man, get, get, get in on the action. You know, you take some of the pressure off. I was like, so tempted. So finally I relented and like an idiot, I put $500, which back then was like 2000 I was $500 that I did not have on taking South Carolina, getting 38 points against Clemson. So I figured they'll get within 38 points, you know, they'll, they'll take the points on that whatever else so by by halftime clemson is up by 35 points so i'm feeling really good uh the guy and th that was the tip of the day so the guys in the house are all ordering the kegs and you know so i'm just like oh wow this is amazing this is great except no in the second half you can just imagine you know where i'm going with this in the second half uh um, South Carolina rallies for some reason. And then it's even a close game. It's ridiculous. It's like 
38 to 27 or something. And just like knew right then I'm, they're not going to cover. I mean, they're not going to, um, I just blew the whole bet. And, uh, so now it's Saturday night and I know that come Monday morning is payday. And I'm wondering how I'm going to, um, face Rocco and Moose at my door on Monday morning. Um, and wondering if I should sort of leave town or, and the only recourse was to, um, bet in those days you could bet two out of, if you won two out of three versus the spread in the NFL, um, you could, you could win back. I mean, I could win back the money. So I put 500 down on Sunday, um, with three games and, I so regret this now, but the last game that I picked was a late game, which I don't know why I wanted to torture myself. But again, it was the scenario where the Falcons were getting 38 points against the 49ers in, in San Francisco. So I thought they'll come within, you know, they'll, the Falcons will be able to, to beat that spread. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty sure bet. And wouldn't you know, in the in the early games, I split. So I won one game and I won, I lost another. So it was all down to this final game. And honest to God, I'm sitting there, like, wondering how I'm going to, like, leave Boston because the 49ers are whooping on the Falcons and they're up 40-something points. And honest to God, on the final play of the game, the Falcons throw a Hail Mary and it's caught by Billy White Shoes Johnson at the one inch line and he plunges in and I won the bet. And I just like, I've suddenly started to breathe again. But I, outside in the rain, looking up at the heavens, I said to my, I said to God, I will never bet again. I've learned my lesson. Thank you so much. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't even play the lottery you know I mean it's like been so ingrained in me but now that I know Paul Buecher maybe I'll have to change my mind (laughs) (laughs) well I appreciate that (laughs) so Paul tell us leave us with a story you know one of your favorite betting stories you know I just told you mine you know, tell us of a scenario you found yourself in that might have been precarious or or awesome, or can you think of one that stands out to you? Uh, the one that I I can't remember the spread of the game, but it was the uh, the Titans when they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, geez, what, what year was the well, the Titans in the Super Bowl? Um, I can't even think. You know, was remember it the one against the Rams. The- Yes, the, the the one yard line game. Oh yeah, the one stopped, yard line game. Yes, they stopped at the one yard line. I uh, I had, I was on the right side of that. Uh, the only thing I remember is I was on the right side of that bet, and I'm praying, you know, hold them, hold them, hold them, hold them. Right. They're coming down. I'm losing because I, I had four figures on that game, and whoa, <laughs> and I'm thinking, hold them, hold them, hold them, hold them. I'm like, it's not going to happen. He catches the ball. I, I didn't even look at the last play. I assumed he got in. He, I go back in the house. Didn't get in, and I was thrilled. Obviously, he didn't get in. Um, that's really the only story I can really even think of that, that was somewhat like yours. Right. Um, but I, I know that feeling, you know, when you that that just aggravating feeling of having to watch the game. It's it makes the game not fun. I know what you mean, but that's why I don't watch football on Sundays. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know that. I I don't watch football at all on Sundays. I won't watch you it don't? until before. I won't watch it until I won't start watching football until about six o'clock on a Sunday. I'll watch the last half of the four o'clock games. That's it. Wow. Because it's so, you know, it, it, it truly does not make it fun to watch. You know, I, right. I have, you know, oh, I have money in this game. I have money in that. It, it, to me, I, I, I have to keep myself calm and I can't right. watch the games until sometime after six o'clock on, on a Sunday, you know, Eastern time, the second half of the four o'clock games. Wow. Just can't do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, have you ever 
met Rocco and Moose? I have not. Good. No, see, I, I don't have a see. I, I've never used a, a bookie, so I don't have to. You know, all my bets are prepaid. So. <laughs> oh, you know. good. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. And now with it being legal, I mean, exactly. You know, I, I I take my trips you know? to the casino and uh, hit the sports book. <laughs> <laughs> a trivia question: Maybe Kyle knows this. Maybe you know this, Paul. Where did I get the Rocco and Moose illusion? Oh, Rocco Moose and Caddyshack. Yes. Oh, good call. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I would not have been able to get that. <laughs> yeah. When the when Judge Smales won't play uh, Roddy Dangerfield's character, he says, Rocco Moose. Get him. Help, help the judge find his checkbook. <laughs> yep. Help the judge find his checkbook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, this has been awesome. Um, I Just uh, wicked awesome, man. Uh, so, so great to have you on. And, um, I'm sure that that uh, that uh, the those Cardinal fans that are listening, um, who are interested in these games, uh, may have learned a lot during this hour power hour of of fantasy tips and and week one picks. But this has been really enjoyable, and if there's, uh, we'd like to have you back, Paul. Um, Anytime. Yeah, so that uh, we can keep tapping into your your preparation which is awesome and thanks for joining us um we have some final words for our our uh, members uh well i'd like to thank you guys both uh, you and kyle for having me and uh and i will uh come on anytime but uh you know go cardinals i i really do like the cardinals this year and uh i i expect them to make the playoffs that's my my potting words for you <laughs> one last question for you how long does it take to drive from Fenway Park to the Dominican? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. A long question. time. Isn't that awesome? Yes. <laughs> Where my cousin from Boston is ordering, is on his first day of the job working for the yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. Hanging out with Big Poppy and <laughs> Big Poppy, ordering, yep. we'll order a couple pies, some wings, and uh, yeah. By the way, Big Poppy, how, how long does it take to drive to the Dominican? <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh, I love it. I love it. So thanks for being here. And thanks to Kyle Ledbetter, the producer extraordinaire. And, and he does great work on his podcast. We just had a fun session um, last week on Take It Easy podcasts. Check those out. Um, and then um, thanks to all of you, all the all of our um listeners here um we're growing in numbers and really appreciate it uh let the red rain fall down on you into the red red sea red rain till next time see you then